0: Before we begin today's episode, we have to give our patrons over at Patreon a quick shout-out. And they are Aperba, Hansen Screen Printing, Paul Campanesci, Eric Sari, Andy Herbrandt, Lauren Elle, Rock the Green, Kelby Goodman. Thank you for supporting this little Wisco pod. Woo! Now on to the show.
1: All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We, of course, are your hosts. I am Eric. And I'm Ross. And today we are talking about the man whose name is a legend on, on the Great Lakes, and the man... Who's actually the the namesake and, and is synonymous with uh, the up north uh, Lake Geneva Bayfield? You know the Lake oh, yeah. Geneva of the North. Yep. So uh, we we can't we can't do a, a podcast you know about Wisconsin without giving this guy some sort a of little highlights. Yeah. You know. So. We are discussing Henry Wolsey Bayfield, uh, and uh, we also have great Wisconsin music from Silk Strangers. Silk Stranger, so great! Um, really love that music. Uh, we'll go ahead and play a tune from them later on in the episode. Uh, we also have another beer review for you, and of course, another edition of How Many Locals Groovy You were At? And. Wow. Uh, of course you know that that's one of those top uh top things uh we will eventually return to giving you guys the uh the, the top wisconsin uh places to visit oh yeah for sure um we want to we don't want to add too much to the list all at once you yeah know? and we
0: are we are working on more interviews too um obviously this recording session we haven't had a a ton reach out we do have hopefully eagle park coming up some other really cool ones and some future episodes So be sure to stay tuned for that so
1: Yeah, exactly. So uh, we do have some really cool ones planned. Oh, uh, yeah. (laughs) uh, Ones that we've been trying to get for literally the entire time this thing has existed. It's
0: kind of cool, like our collaboration and network of podcasts, too, we've had on here and that we're friends with and we're probably going to be on some future episodes of as well.
1: I mean, uh, hey, Hilf, uh, History I'd Like to Fuck with Don Brody. And then uh, also, um, uh, God, uh, Bottled Up Bitches, uh, they have been really really great super over there too. Super awesome friends poor, yeah. poor Historians. Poor Historians has been great um, we we definitely have a, a collaboration in line with them as well. Yes we do coming up uh, Coming up sure. very shortly so we uh, discussing
0: some cool medical stuff in we'll Wisconsin. Yeah so. we'll keep
1: you all posted on on all of those things as well um, but those are just a few things and then uh, the creeps spooks and um, oh yeah am I saying that one right? Yep
0: with Lauren Cram yep. Laura Cram. She's yeah. a super cool person Actually, I met her from uh, another podcast. I'm really huge fans of the Kryptonite podcast. Weird right. cryptids and shit, like just weird stuff. Kinda I'm, right I'm in into that, up. you know, just kind of funny comedy makes your Mondays go quicker, kind of stuff. Exactly. When I work, so.
1: yeah, a great little uh, a great little way to uh, sort of just forget about your your everyday thing and and just uh, sort of let your mind wander into this uh, other adventure or or piece of history or something. So um, while you're at it, if you can go and leave all of us, uh, some sort of like and review. And, uh, Hey, if you're, if you're on Spotify or Apple, I think you can, uh, subscribe so that we are notified about, you know, new episodes or anything like that. Uh, that would really help. And then also just continue to do word of mouth. Um, Russ and I, we, we've we've really we've really come a long way with all this stuff uh, just based off of you all sharing uh, that your love for the show and uh, supporting and putting, you know, like our logo on your chest. You yeah, we've done
0: like no commercials on any of our stuff like we keep it pretty much, you know, low key. We want to keep it that way. Right. And we really appreciate you guys supporting us and helping yeah. us do that.
1: So the best way too is to go to our website, Wisconsin dot Uh, That's where you can find links to not only our Patreon, which is a way to really personally, financially give a little bit of money uh, that that goes directly towards buying uh, local artist music, uh, local breweries, beers, and that kind of stuff. Um, Also, the Tea Public Shop. Yeah. As of right now, that's where we sell our merch, and that's who we partner through uh, to do that. We don't make... Uh, hardly any money on that at all.
0: It's more of just having it on somebody, you know, going to a cool event and being like, "Oh, hey, what is that?" You well, know, it's exactly
1: it's exactly what we just kind of e- expressed. Where you know, if someone sees that shirt, sees that logo, they're probably going to inquire, How, "Where'd you get that? What is that?" And um, th- that's the thing that we rely on the most. So, yeah. uh, continue to do that. That's literally the best we we can do, and uh, we really appreciate it. Um, Let's go ahead and jump in uh, uh, to our our episode here about uh, Henry Wolsey Bayfield. Yeah, kind of loosely
0: connected to Wisconsin, but at the same time, he mapped out and surveyed much of the Northwoods for us. Um, The man behind surveying much of the Great Lakes, including Lake Erie, Lake Huron, and of course, Lake Superior, his name synonymous with many places amongst the area, including Bayfield County and Bayfield, Wisconsin, along with Bayfield, Ontario, Bayfield, New Brunswick, Bayfield, Nova Scotia, and Bayfield Street on the major road in Barrie, Ontario. Henry Wolsey Bayfield was born on January 21st of 1795 in Kingston Upton Hall, England, to parents John Bayfield and Elizabeth Pettit. His family came from a long, well-established and ancient family in the area, and from a young age he was inspired by many of the heroes, including Admiral Lord Nelson, who you probably recognize from your rum bottle. Have you ever had that uh, Admiral Nelson Oh, of course. rum. Cheap, Absolutely. Good. You're
1: acting like I have never been to... You actually um, had a drink of rum today at Captain Morgan. U- uw lacrosse, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the official beverage of uh, the Admiral UW-La Nelson. La Admiral Nelson is like everywhere there, uh, at least the class that I knew. And from, um,
0: a y- I mean, from a young age, because of Admiral Nelson, he knew he wanted to join the Royal Navy and live a life on the high seas. And on January 6, 1806, at the age of 10, he did just that and volunteered service first on the HMS Pompey. The same year he was aboard a ship where they had to fight off a of French privateer's AKA Pirates in the in the sea there. He would find himself aboard many other ships in his career, including the HMS Queen and the HMS Dutch- Duchess of Bedford. Aboard the HMS Duchess, he was wounded when a battle with ships, uh, Spanish ships near the Gibraltar Straits, and for his work during the battle and rec- recognition amongst the, the navy, he was transferred as first class volunteer amongst the HMS Beagle on se- September eighteen o six, where he would be involved in many battles at the age of fourteen and was promoted to midmanship in eighteen ten.
1: That's pretty big too. I mean, yeah, to and, not just be like a you know a, the the kind of lower seaman or whatever it is. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah, and he's just a kid. I mean, he's fourteen years very old, very young. And this ship, you know, the HMS Beagle was actually has a great record, including many capturing privateers in the English Channel. J- just a ton, like a massive record. And if you want to learn more about the HMS Beagle, Which is check crazy. it out. It's pretty neat. I
1: mean, that's like that's like being a, uh, you know, some sort of a, a captain or, you know, leader of of uh, an army brigade oh, for and sure. having won many different battles in, in a single war. At you 14
0: know? fighting off pirates is pretty clutch. Can you imagine that?
1: So. Like, Russ, when we were 14, and, and I know this because you and I hung out quite a bit at, at around that same age. We were, dude, we were having some drinks, uh, skateboarding, getting into trouble. Pretty much. That's my thing. No way could we have taken on fucking pirates, man.
0: Swing cutlasses? No. No. Not
1: not in my shape No. (laughs) We were egging cutlasses. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He would arrive in the New World, specifically Canada, Canada at the age of 15, many years before he would come back to survey. In April of 1811, he was transferred again to the HMS Wanderer, and this was where he was able to create a life on the high adventure and saw many places, including the West Indies, Spain, and coastal areas up and down North America. At the age of 19, on March 20th of 1825, he was commissioned as lieutenant and was under the assistance of Captain William Fitzwilliam Owen. That's British as hell.
1: That's fine, dude. Brian Bryans. (laughs) (laughs) John Johns, dude. In the beginning, his career
0: in surveying land in the Americas originally, just Canadian rivers and streams. Where where the story arrives in Wisconsin was on June of 1817, he would become the Admiral Surveyor
1: of North America. So he's like the main guy surveying the new areas. And surveying is, is huge at this time, because again, I mean, a lot of this stuff is completely unexplored by... So- you know the the modern white man is so, what I should say. So
0: you're basically you're you're mapping out areas where ships can come through. You're making trade routes,
1: all kinds. Well, of seeing stuff. where there's land that's a, uh, appropriate for um, um, like uh, uh, ports and, and things like that. I mean, it's like just,
0: areas where you can even anchor, because you have to be offshore, and there has to be a rocky bottom for an anchor to basically catch on those rocks. An anchor stop of, of a schooner,
1: exactly. A, a ship of that size, for you have sure. to have a pretty decent bottom. It's not like having a a pontoon, you know, or, or a runabout where a sandy bottom's fine. You need something that's really going to grab onto this big double-sided anchor. And it has to be, uh, the, the, depth of the water has to be certain as well, because, um, let's be honest, the, the holes of those go a lot deeper than just your normal, uh, run of the mill weekend boats. And at the exactly. time, obviously weekend boats didn't exist. But like canoes or like you said, schooners, you know, these smaller ships, you know, these bigger fucking things are, are, um, they require a much bigger depth.
0: Yeah. And you have to be like pretty far off shore. And you have to be super and, exact. And then you're going to, and then you're slipping your dinghy and head over to the shore. So I, it
1: always happens to me every time. I slip in my dinghy. I, yeah. <laughs> you slip in a dinghy. You just go. I, yeah. Anchors and s- sip, sl- yeah, slip slipping dinghies.
0: And while surveying the Great Lakes, he mapped out much of the Northwoods coast, including Cornucopia. Ashland, Bayfield,
1: we have talked many about, of those.
0: Yeah, many of those areas
1: we've talked about at length, and and those are Russ's favorite spots. In the I, state. I love going Cornucopia up there. is like I think you are know, number one.
0: It, the the coolest thing about going up that way is like you, you don't see met like a large finnish population in the south it's more like sure. your germans norweg there are norwegians around here but mostly the Finns are up north and you're yeah. not gonna like sorry last name is so weird to people they're like what where is that nationality the double a's it's just really bizarre but yeah I mean, up there it's, it's, it's like it's everywhere there's a common. common name
1: Yep, it's like johnson
0: and he did this job all the way up until 1825 where he would actually return to england after surveying superior huron and erie completely wow The Crown would again call him up in 1826, and they had made him a commander, where he would again travel back and found himself once again in Canada, where he was to map out and complete the survey of the St. Lawrence River waterway. And this was probably one of his most important things, because this is a main ship route out to the ocean where ships could pass and come in to these areas. And it's it's super beneficial even today for those who use it because he did the initial mapping of this area, like depths. He did, um, like you know, places you can like basically dock certain stuff like landmarks, that.
1: Yeah. So that are that are permanent out there as well, yeah.
0: And due to all of his accomplishments for England, on June fourth of eighteen thirty four, he was promoted as Captain Bayfield. And during his time home, on April second of eighteen thirty eight, he married his wife Fanny, who it was a daughter to General Charles Wright. And in total, they had six children t- total. In 1841, the family would have to make the move to Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. Oh, sure. Which is Canadian as hell.
1: Canadian as hell, yeah.
0: And this was where more survey would continue. And they wanted him to be there so he could just be there completely, full-time, surveying this area. Yeah. He would again be promoted many times over his career, including Rear Admiral of White, on December 8th, 1857 rear admiral of the red on August 9th, 1861 wow. vice admiral of the blue on April 27th of 1863 and vice admiral of the red on January 11th, 1864. Some of the highest titles in the Royal Navy.
1: I mean, yeah. Uh, and, I I don't I don't pretend to know much about, uh, the, the Canadian or Royal Navy or anything like that, but like, um, those, those are, you know, some of the, some of the titles, uh, that, that, uh, garner a lot of attention and, and a lot of responsibility. You're the best of the best, you know?
0: And he did retire after mapping out much of the area, March 31st of 1866 and was finally promoted to Admiral on the retired list on October 8th of 1867. He wrote books in his retirement, including the St. Lawrence pilot Many places and ships have been named in his honor. England in England, in English, the English Canadian and America. And he is someone we owe much credit to. Um, when it comes to mapping the St. Lawrence Waterway, northern Wisconsin, pretty much the landmass, where you can map out waterfalls, right. all that stuff it was originally done by this man. Right. And he died on February tenth of eighteen eighty five in Charlottetown at the age of ninety, which is pretty good for the time period. Like that's twenty, it's just no crazy thirty arts. years over the standard at that time it was about 64, 65, yeah. This period,
1: and and to, and to figure that he had a, a little bit of time uh, after retirement to uh, to devote to just home life, and exactly and, uh, to have uh, garnered so much respect in uh, uh, you know all three navies. Uh, here, here in this sort of ally area, Canadian, uh, American, and yeah, Ca-
0: Canada has always had ties to England, even till today. I mean, like that's why the the royal family moved there. What, what's his name? I don't even care. I don't find out shit. <laughs> but him and his wife ended up moving to Canada.
1: I was just gonna say too, you know, uh, uh, I don't sip tea so much. Tea so much of that area, you know, was uh, kind of from that uh, that earliest English. Uh, uh, you know, the, the people that moved from England, uh, as like protesters, you know, and, and, um, you know, came to the, the Canadian area on the, on that Eastern side. And then also the American Eastern side as well. Essentially those are the same people. Uh, it's just where they settled was different. And, and, uh, um, whether you're in New York or you travel just North over the border to, uh, Canada, um, those are very, very, uh, very similar areas. Do you participate in any like English things? I mean, I I sip gin. It's probably the most English thing
0: I do. Do you like Earl Grey? Do you like crumpets? No. no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean crumpets. I, I, gin, I, sure. gin, is probably my favorite. If when crumpets I'm drinking, hard
1: essentially just like a, a nasty, salty biscuit.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, for, I would eat that for me. Gin though, like is like the most English thing I probably do. I, that's the one hard drink I
1: actually drink most of is gin. I did not know that gin uh, had a strong English tie. Yeah, it does. Actually, it's a very, yep. And actually, the Indian. Gin and vodka are almost the exact same thing in how they're distilled. It's just uh, the uh, the addition of basically juniper berries. Yeah,
0: and India Pale Ale, because of the high ABV, it was actually why it's called India Pale Ale, because they would travel from India to England and it would save a little bit longer and they would drink it there. So that's the Indian Pale Ale. Right. So, future captains and freight, freighters owe much appreciation to this early exploration of, in the waterways, as well as mapping of the northwoods of Wisconsin. Thus, the name Bayfield, Wisconsin, originates. Yeah
1: what a, what a great uh, what a great story. First of all, and then I mean, what
0: a cool life! I really mean, would be so awesome to live a life adventure like that. Like for me,
1: a really awesome uh, piece of history and uh, uh, something that I think anybody who travels uh, throughout the state of Wisconsin and, and especially those who travel. Uh, to the extreme north uh, of Wisconsin. Very cool to know. Next and, time you're in uh,
0: Bayfield, just think about it. It was named after this guy who actually I've mapped actually, the area out.
1: I've actually never traveled as far as Bayfield. Really? Um, I've
0: been to the northern tip. I've been to some of the Apostle Islands. I've been as far yeah. north as you can. I've been to Canada, so...
1: Yeah, I'm not allowed in Canada. Yeah, um, well, that's not good. I know, but that's fine. Um, I can see it just fine from Detroit. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> you can see London, Canada over there. You the, know yeah. where it's at.
1: And my favorite thing, I think, is... You, you know, th- I guess the further north you travel, the more the weight sort of lifts off your shoulders oh, yeah. as far as um, anything goes. You know, normal, uh, uh, you know, society from uh, the, the cities in, in sort of the the more central and southern parts of Wisconsin. You know, we sort of drive in, in a way that's different. As soon as you get up there, you feel it. You really feel it. You know, the right lane becomes now uh, a thing that exists only for a stretch where people can then slower traffic, you actually do get over to the right, because as soon as that lane opens up or, or becomes a lane, you know, to just get over and then people in that left lane can just zoom past you. And then within a mile or two, it, it you know, it, it becomes no, no longer a lane. And then you merge back over and it's, you just feel it. And, and like I said, as far North as even, uh, Manaqua is, uh, is great, you know, it just a, a totally different feeling. And, and I think I, I can appreciate what you feel for that area. And my family is, uh, uh, uh you know, we have that, that sort of same heritage as yours, not quite as much Finnish, but, uh, but certainly Norwegian. Um, I have the, the French and, and that English part as well. And like you said, the, the settlers were more that way than, uh, than down here in the Southern part and, and, it's just so cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. And
0: then, you know, if, if you ever get a chance, if, you're, if you do go up north and you do cross to the UP, Salt-St. Marie, Canada, you got to get the McDonald's there. They have the best Canadian bacon burger you'll ever have in your life. It's maple Canadian bacon burger.
1: It's so cool to see the different, different menus. You know,
0: when you're traveling the UP, you get a Canadian station. When you're kind of traveling the northern route. Mm-hmm. And, like, they just talk about these awesome McDonald's things you can't get here. Even so in Detroit. So we're like, you know what? I'm making that trip. I'm going.
1: Detroit's not necessarily the, the same exact thing, but, like, um, you, you know, knowing that, uh, that, that you know, Toronto's right. You know, it's, it's just cool. It's like... Uh, uh, just unique when you're that far. And, and uh, there's actually the, the General Motors, which we've discussed on uh, on the podcast as well. Uh, the General Motors, like, um, headquarter building or whatever is, is right there, uh, like, within a stone's throw of the bridge yeah. that goes right right over.
0: And I think that is London, Canada, correct? Yeah. The one over there? I think it is. I've only been, I've actually been the Toronto once for work. I've been to Salt Saint Marie, and then I've been to Thunder Bay. It's so so the only cool. ex- Canadian experience I've had,
1: but so cool to know that you know you can get that close, and then you can hear different radio stations. You can kind of, you can feel the culture difference too. Oh yeah, because um, it's definitely more laid back. There's people that that, that work here too from uh, from the the Canadian side as well. Oh yeah, um, so very cool. Uh, glad that we have uh, discussed finally uh, the namesake.
0: Yeah, it's it's just a really cool history and uh, Henry Woolsey uh, Bayfield has just a really cool history and there there's much more. There's actually documentaries out there. So if you want to learn more, read his more, books. Yeah, read his books. Yeah. You know, if if you are a uh, a seaman, if you will, yeah. check out his other stuff. I mean, like he original mappings are all out there on the internet. You can just pull them up, download them or whatever you want to do is a lot of his publishings you can still get. I think um, Library of Congress actually has them. So check that out.
1: All right. So moving on, To our amazing Wisconsin music segment, uh, Russ, Uh, we have uh, one of those bands that I think is uh, kind of playing, you know, really awesome music that that really has heavy influence in a generation that you and I uh, feel so at home to Uh, like we're old souls that I believe are born in the wrong era. Oh, for sure.
0: And you know what? I was actually just kind of debating this in my head. So the vocals is like, it's like Churches meets Jim Morrison. I was just going to say, yeah. Like that's totally what it is. Because like her, her vocal range is like that like higher pitch, which is awesome with the music. But you're also getting that classic rock vibe, almost Dorsey.
1: Yeah. Like I said, that the opening of this song. So we're the band is Silk Stranger. And uh, the, the song that we chose and, and we had informed them too that I think we would like to use... Is bones and you know we kind of gave them an idea of of uh, why you know and we we didn't we we don't like to tell them too much up front about why we choose or 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 you know you know what the what the whole vibe is but I think for you and I both the the selection of this particular tune really came because the opening reminds us so much of uh, the Doors Jim Morrison that sort of smoky. Vibe, yeah, smoky no, it,
0: room, definitely that 70s rock, you know, late 60s, early 70s, kind of classic smoky
1: rock. Like, I'm not getting but, the, the Ray Manzarek uh, uh keys, but you know what, I am getting just great Jim Morrison type vocals and this bass vibe that see, you, you know, the Doors had, I think, maybe a little bit later in their career. I know they only released like three albums or whatever, but um, Ray Manzarek in, in the early part really kind of took care of the bass because they didn't have a bass player. It was just keys and then the guitar and drums. But the, the big thing was that that bass player, uh, was kind of missing. And I'm thinking this guy, you know, whoever's playing bass in this band, uh easily could have fit in with that like amazingly. So
0: her vocal range range really reminds me of Lauren Mayberry from Churches. Like yeah. I think like the, the notes... not she, wrong. The notes she hits are almost identical, but like it's literally like that mixed with like this really cool classic rock yeah. like vibe, Doors like you thought. Just phenomenal band.
1: Yeah, so we're, we're definitely feeling a, a lot of uh, 60s and 70s. Uh, amazing influence here and brought, uh, you know, probably via a DeLorean time, you know, traveling from then into now. And we're all graced with this, uh, you know, this Madison based, t- uh, band that is Hitting just that so sucker
0: 88 gigawatts.
1: Yeah. Gigawatts. Gigawatts. But, uh, love it. Uh, silk stranger bones. Again, that was Silk Stranger. The uh, the track there was Bones. Um, awesome song. All of what Russ and I had already said uh, still rings true, and I hope that you, I hope that you all hear that same influence and check out the, their bandcamp, exactly. SoundCloud, yeah.
0: follow them. Like it's just amazing. Instagram music. and
1: and everything too. Uh, they're they're constantly posting cool stuff and upcoming events and um, just just really great music. And like we said that type of influence is, uh, something that is great. I mean, those were the bands that, uh, that literally shaped modern American rock. And to have that sort of, uh, influence sort of ring through, uh, without covering the band, you know, obviously if they're just doing a cover of people are strange, we're going to hear it, you know, or pretty sure, Frog. but they're not, they're, they're creating their own new individual sound. And, uh, and we can just hear the things that they're they're pulling from, and it's amazing. I love it, and uh, I think that uh, their catalog is is just going to continue to grow, and they're going to continue to be this amazing Wisconsin uh, uh, band that hopefully we hear a lot more of. I agree. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into our beverage review segment. This is another great beer, and uh, from a a great friend of ours who. Uh, uh, we have featured a number of times in different things that we've done here, uh, on this podcast, uh, Henry from Mobcraft and, uh, they're actually opening up a, uh, another location here right down the street from my house, which is pretty nice for you, which is awesome. Um, because I do love Mobcraft and I do really like going downtown, uh, to their, to their location there. Uh, and, and, um. It's in a cool location. I mean,
0: it really it's, is. It's, it's a nice it's, location.
1: And it's very close to a lot of different things that like we really enjoy. Yeah,
0: Broken Bats down there. You got Great yeah. Lakes Dicillary. It's close to the lake. Really you can close see. to Summerfest yeah.
1: and some of you know the axe throwing stuff that's down there. And not only that, but they do some really great stuff with paws on the patio uh, so you can bring your dogs out there to the outdoor uh, spot. Uh, <clears throat> and it's amazing. So, yeah, the thing with Mobcraft that's <sighs> kind of tough for people is like a lot of their stuff is limited release because it's all yes. crowdsourced. It's a crowdsource voting uh, type stuff.
0: Exactly. So. so we did end up getting the uh, double I-Pair-A. in uh, for anyone who loves pears, this, this beer is amazing. Um, it's a double IPA. Um, which may lead us into uh, how many locals article, Eric? What do you thinking? This is pretty high ABV, 8%. Well, yes. We might end up in a local article well, I think, coming up.
1: I think what you have to be careful of, um, you know, first of all, this isn't a third space five-year anniversary of 16%, but um, 8% for just a normal release beer is a lot. That's a hefty uh, 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 alcohol by volume.
0: Yeah. So we, you know, when you pour
1: this beer, it actually almost pours like, it looks like orange juice. It's like, like an orange colored. It looks like a gold bar that has been melted down into a delicious greatness.
0: Yeah. And it's super delicious. I mean, the pears coming through very well. It's not overbearing because you're getting like a fine balance with the beer and the pear. As somebody who has an orchard on their farm, I love pears. We have Bartlett pears and all kinds of different versions and varieties because I love pears. Um, the can art is just super cool. there is a pear right in the middle it has like double rainbow super colorful bright easily catches your eye if you saw this can um, Which, we did we did get a pre-order at mopcraft on this one so this one I'm not sure is super released everywhere it's, yeah that's that's you got the it thing. directly. So. that's the
1: thing is uh, the best way to do this uh, from from you know uh, I guess speaking from absolute you know uh, uh, experience here follow their Instagram because they'll make posts about uh, the new crowdsourced beers, and they do it ahead of time. So they offer pre- pre-orders, pre like we're just talking about now. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. If it sounds uh, like something that you're interested in, I absolutely suggest that you pre-order it, because there will be some left over, but it will be kind of like on a first-come, first-served basis at the tap houses, because uh, they do have a, a refrigerator there on the side where you can just walk up, grab a six-pack. And that's where these were at. Exactly. So. Okay, And that's the thing that you have to keep keep your eyes peeled for those posts because then you'll know at least when the release date is. And if you don't want to pre-order, you can go into the tap house uh, and and probably find some of these.
0: And you know what, what a Greek beer for summertime. Like it's, you know, even though the EBV is really high, it's a little thick. It just has like that super bright pear summertime vibe to it. It's a good, yeah. it's a great beer.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, As we've come to find out from most of these uh, um, mob craft beers, uh, they're amazing. Uh, they're really great. I I think personally, and you know, this is my opinion, my take. They do some of the best job at brewing these kind of hybrids, uh, sours, uh, and uh, uh, fruiteds, and and these I mean- these beers that inc- incorporate or include uh, flavors that uh, you know aren't just here's your typical IPA or hazy or milkshake. They do those great, but they do these hybrid ones really well. And I think it's due in part by the, the, the crowdsourcing idea. Like these are beers that are generally suggested to their, you know, expert beer crafters. And, uh, and then we vote on them and we say, this is the one we would love to see next. Yeah. And I mean, like
0: just some of the experimental, like throwing a whole chocolate cake into like a mall, you yeah, know what I mean? They have a video like, of. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And I just, you know, the thing like, does think about the minecraft is like some of the stuff is only limited release right so you only have a small window to get this right stuff.
1: you don't have complete access to but it all the time i
0: also like the variety because like you know they're not only doing you know your standard beers are making sours customs stuff that no one else would ever be able to try right because it's like that's it's such a small batch release right yeah but, and it's
1: like i said this one is uh um or actually, like you said, it's it's kind of that perfect summer solution. Uh, it's good. Other than you know our favorites, uh, which you know include like, pretty much everything from Lining Kugels. Yeah, uh, those are like the those stuff, are boating beers, right? Exactly. Like, those are, those are built for this great time of year. And and Katie was uh, amazing to talk to, but I would say those are kind of our our top two. As far as, oh, yeah.
0: I mean, for like our friends that we've made over the yeah. podcast, Henry, Henry and, and, and Katie, Katie are, are just great people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, go and check this one out. If you can go grab it, head down to um, Mobcraft today if you can, actually, and get a double eye pair A. Super yeah. delicious. 8%. Grab that sucker.
2: Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many logos you have?
0: All right, folks, you know what that means. It's the infamous How Many Locals You At, and uh, we got an interesting one
1: today. Yeah, this one, uh, is. I mean, it it takes a turn, you know. Um, The headline uh, of this article is, Wife Arrested After Driving Away and Crashing During Husband's OWI Arrest. Nice. She
0: ditched. Bailed on her old man.
1: Yeah, so... A woman has been arrested after driving off while her husband was pulled over for suspicion of driving under the influence. Well, um, the article title is, uh, is pretty interesting, <laughs> and uh, the, the scenario here is very interesting. So um, a couple was pulled over, and the husband was being arrested for his OWI. And while authorities were arresting the husband, his wife actually got behind the wheel And drove away in the car and uh, she crashed it and was then arrested for uh, an OWI herself. And uh, obviously uh, with the crash as well, there's some multipliers that uh, apply to her and uh, for crashing Um, Sheriff Nate Dreckman uh, said Bascobel police told the Grant County Sheriff's Office that a vehicle had crashed into a utility pole oh. around 1.30 a.m. Again, what do we always say around this time? Nothing great happens. No. Uh, nothing. Nobody is really on the road that's doing any great. Uh, so this, again, happened in the Boscobel area. Uh, the wife you know, took the vehicle, crashed it into a utility pole. Uh, Possibly causing some uh, outages and stuff for some people in that area. Took Um, on my internet. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't (laughs) look at stuff. Uh, The officer told the sheriff's office that he was processing an OWI when he believed that the passenger of the vehicle had actually uh, gotten into the driver's uh, side and then pulled away. Uh, and then obviously drove the car into a pole. Um, he also noted that the passenger was, um, supposed, supposed to be waiting, uh, for a sober driver to pick her up. So she had already been informed, like, don't be driving. We know that you're drunk too. So you're going to want to wait. And Tom, she was I'm leaving like, you. see ya. She's like, I don't have time. That's just not something I'm willing to do. So uh, the sheriffs uh, uh, arrived and they determined that the 40-year-old uh, was the driver of the 24, or 2015 Ford Edge uh, that then, you know, drove over a curb and into a pole, um, along with the husband uh, who had also been arrested. So we don't have a ton of information. No, we don't.
0: We've got liquor lovebirds here. We've got. So
1: We've got a pair of drunk birds.
0: Yeah, they loved each other. They also get drunk together. Husbands that drink together stink together. And they're going to jail, baby.
1: Yeah, it's not a good scenario. uh, At least they get to spend
0: time in the drunk tank together, right? Like they can do the horizontal hustle, maybe. They
1: might actually get processed in the same area. Yeah. Um, So that's fine. Uh, You know, this is. is, uh,
0: so we got some age. We have a few things here. Well, we you know. know that
1: she's forty. Yeah, we don't have anything much about the husband, though. Yeah, I don't. I don't see an age for husband. Um, this article really. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing they're both pretty hammered. They probably yeah. went out. You know, they they're got probably the, both in their forties. So yeah, they're kind of mid aged. You know, they, aged.
0: they fish fried it out. It's it's a it's a Sunday. You know, maybe they're watching a Packer game, eating the fish fry. It's a couple, very true. A couple of fashions are like, oh, let's go home and uh, bang Tom, and uh, not yeah. a good idea.
1: You, you never know? know. You know. Yeah, there's...
0: I mean, like, you want to go home and do some frisky biz, but you also <laughs> got to watch for the uh, fu- the boys in blue. <laughs> the old Tom Cruise
1: frisky business. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the sequel to frisky yeah, you... business.
0: You know, when you're in your underwear sliding on socks, you don't really want to do it drunk. I'll tell you that. For no, sure.
1: yeah, shirtless uh, or shirt. Eh, I think he had a shirt on. I don't remember. Got that um,
2: old
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, when you're when you're dancing around to some Tom Seeger, Bob Seeger, Bob Tom, Tom Seeger. You, keep saying Tom. Tom you said Tom, then I said Tom. Tom Cruise, Seeger and, uh, <laughs>
0: Tom Seeger it really took a turn. There. Bob's brother. He made a couple hits back <laughs> in the seventies.
1: <'70s>. He actually <laughs> helped Bob uh, write uh, the. the uh, old records on the shelf song there but uh never a good idea you know she was informed uh, that it was a bad idea and and she went against all that uh, better judgment and said fuck it we- i'm good are we
0: kind of like averaging out the two weds here? What we got going on here? I mean, we don't have a lot. She did crash, you know, and he got pulled over. He's obviously driving like a, a douche. Let's do a combined. Yeah, we'll do a combined I average. Think you're right.
1: I think this is a great uh, opportunity for us to. So,
0: and remember, she's a smaller, petite lady, forties. Maybe. I mean, that's what the image looks like. She looks like she shops at Dolce and Gabbana. At <laughs> yeah. least the image does. Like she's like pretty yeah. classy. Like... Yeah.
1: This isn't your uh, uh, old navy. No type. Uh, this is navy.
0: Dolce and Gabbana. Maybe Banana Republic type. Which Banana
1: Republic is like the fancy Gap uh, or fancy Old Navy and then Gap and and Banana Republic are all owned by the same thing. But, you know, the one, you know, doesn't necessarily always afford the other. So, okay. So she's not looking at Old Navy.
0: I mean, this is the woman. She's upper middle class in her 40s. Her husband, probably the same. You know, they're going out at night on the town.
1: And they do have a a 2015 Ford Edge. It's kind of a nicer SUV. Yeah, they're Um, doing all right for themselves. They're doing good. They're doing all uh, right for themselves. Now they're not doing so great. No. Uh, Now they've got themselves in a real pickle.
0: Their uh, Ford Um, Edge may be in an impound lot, and those two are serving some time in a drunk (laughs) tank together. They're they're
1: definitely not having a Bloody Mary tomorrow morning.
0: Um, Nah. Probably
1: a bloody argument. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And and, uh, since we don't have a ton of information about... But we do where each of them are at. We
0: have ages; they're Mm. well in their forties, both of them. Um, One got an accident; she crashed.
1: So we do have some. I mean, we don't have like. I think for me, and and I I speak for myself. You can chime in here in a second, but um, when you crash in, in this t- type of situation, I think I automatically have a number in mind yeah. for a crash.
0: Yeah. And you know what? Um, I think for the husband too, like they most have been both driving erratically, obviously not blackout. Cause they're still moving and doing things, but like
1: they weren't, yeah, they weren't driving, um, very, very nicely. And, and so therefore, uh, the, the suspected, you know, uh, drunk driving thing kind of happens. They get pulled over and then she's like, we are, she confirms it. Drunk driving and then smashes into a fucking pole. So, I'm I'm with you on this, and I feel like I've got now. Again, this is combined. I got I get a combined too. I'm gonna go combined, not average. I'm gonna okay. go combined. Do you want to
0: throw yours out there? I'm gonna throw mine too. Yeah. Three, two, one, four. 24. Oh wow, you're going high. This is combined together. I was thinking you're they adding were adding them up.
1: I think they were both twelve.
0: You think? Okay, so you're adding them up. So I would have yeah. been a twenty-eight. Okay, with the combined. So So, 24 and 28. So we're going to 26 local couple lovebirds in jail, spending time together, horizontal hustle, jail cell.
1: (laughs) We got everything to the polka episode. Um, They're going two step. Yeah. So I think you're right. 26. Uh, I feel fairly comfortable with uh, with that number. Um, Should I hit the wood? You know what? I don't know what. Why don't you guys take a bullish hop to uh, rehab? (laughs)
0: Sound the gavel, Eric.